And in this Shabbos, we read Parshas Vayera. Parshas Vayera um, <coughs> starts <coughs> in Parshas Vayera. We read about many of the makas that Hashem brought, you know, the plagues that Hashem brought on the, on the Mitzrayim. The third of those makas is Kinim, which literally means lice. That's what Kinim is, that the earth of Mitzrayim turned to lice and attacked all the people. It was very, very uncomfortable, a terrible marker. Um, in Parashas Vayichi, Rashi brings that when Yaakov asked Yosef that he shouldn't be buried, in Mitzat, when after Yaakov dies, they should take his, his body up to Israel and to bury him in the Ermar Samach Pela and not leave him to be buried in Mitzrayim. So Rashi brings various reasons, but the first one that he brings is that since so far, since the it's the, the earth of Mitzra, of Egypt, the Mitzrayim is destined to become lice, kinem, at the time of the Maka, umerachshen tachas gufi, and they're going to move underneath my body. Therefore, I don't want to be buried in Mitzrayim. That was and Rashi makes other reasons, but what's the explanation of that? Bnei Sasser asks, he wasn't worried that he about the maggots and the worms. That that you know, help bodies to disintegrate on the ground. So he was worried about the kinims. Uh, uh, what are you going to say? That Yaakov's body, because he was such a holy tzaddik, wasn't going to disintegrate, so he wasn't worried about the rim of his soul. So then why is he worried about the kinim? What's the, what was the great, what was the, Bnei has a, has a, has a, an approach, a Kabbalistic approach. But, anyway, let's go back to the Maka. By the Maka of kinim, the Pasuk says that the, the Khartoumim, the magicians of, of, of Pari, tried to do it, and they were not able to replicate the Maka, which was unlike with the previous two Makas. Right? So Rashi says because they weren't able to, uh, to create something so small. But, but what did they say? They said to Pari, Etzba Elikimhi. It's the Etzba of God. It's the finger of God. But, what is, but it uses the Lashon of Elikim. It's one way of expressing Hashem's name. And Pari hardened his heart. He didn't listen to them. Like Hashem said. So let's analyze the Pasuk a bit. There's a various Aras. First of all, they said it's Etz It's the finger of God. And Pasuk tells us, narrates to us, that Pari did not listen to them like Hashem, the Lashon Havaya, told us. Earlier on, Hashem told Misha in the, in the desert. He told me. Before he came to Mitzrayim, the party is not going to listen. So, what does it mean to etzbalikim? So, interestingly, the Maral points out that the word etzba, etz, this Lushan, this expression of etzba, is a contrast to something which we find in, in Parshas B'Shalach. Parshas B'Shalach, by the, by, after when Hashem split the sea by Kriyas Yamsov to save the Jews from the Mitzrayim, and then he, he, uh, finished off the, he finished off the Egyptians. The Pasik says, um, Hashem, Hashem saved, uh, let me just pull up the Pasik. It says here that one. Uh, uh, it says, Hashem saved at that time the Yisrael. And then, Yisrael, said, and the Kali Yisrael saw the great hand of Hashem. Asher Asa Hashem, Mitzrayim, Hashem did them Mitzrayim. And they feared Hashem, and they believed in Hashem and Masha. So, Morale points out that there's a difference between the etzba and the yad. That the etzba denotes 
that there's a singular sort of strength, meaning that the Khartoumim, the magicians of, of, of Pari, were saying to Pari, look, this god of the Jews, he has some power. He's able to inflict punishment on us. This must be coming from him. That's all they said. They weren't answering the question. They weren't saying, this is the god who controls the world, created the world. Right? They were saying, he's a god who has some power. But the Pasik says, that's 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 at the Pasik says now let's do, let's analyze the names of Hashem for a second. Eli Kim and Yud Kevavka. The if you look at the Ramban and Parsha in last week's Parsha and other Rishanim, you'll see this concept. Eli Kim is a lashon of Din. Shem Havaya is a lashon of Rachamim, of Chesed. The Shem Havaya means means coming into being. The creative force that Hashem unleashes in this world, the source of that is Chesed. And Rachamim and mercy, right? Din is different. It's a din din is, is, is a different approach Hashem takes to the world. But really, Din, the purpose of Din is really only to bring to bring out the real chesed that Hashem wanted to create in the world. He doesn't do Din is not the purpose. Din is a method by which Hashem conducts himself in this world so that the ultimate chesed can come out. Because a world without Din would not exist. Cannot exist. That's how Hashem set it up. But the Din allows the chesed to work. As a matter of fact, we know the rule is din, and it, it, it comes out halachically as well, that bezdin that kills someone with a, a sword, per saif, right? That saif has to be buried afterwards. Because din, once it uses purpose, din is finished. So din is a temporary sort of thing, as opposed to havaya, chesed, that's that's the the, the name of Hashem with, with, of Yitzira, of creation, that's something which is creation is continuous with a destiny forever. That's what creation is, as opposed to alikim, right? Okay? So, so, so that's just an analysis of the of the of the, of the names of Hashem, right? Etzba is saying that Hashem has a, a limited kayach. That, that's what they were team were saying. It was a limited kayach. Etzba like So if we look at the pasuk now, we, we can based on this explanation, we see a little. The pasuk is a little, reads a little, reads a little easier, right? They said etzba likimi. It's etzba of a God who has some strength to to inflict to do something. But the pasuk says, yeah, but Pari didn't listen to them like Hashem, the name of I, who was really the the, 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 who's the name of Hashem who created the world with the whole, from the beginning, brought it into existence from nothing and will carry it to its destiny. This is all part of a more of a plan which is connected to something which is totally in control, total Hashem, which has all the kayak as opposed to what they were acknowledging. And if you look at, and if you look at that Pasuk, which the, which Marak references that says Yad as opposed to Etzma, the Pasuk says, Vayiru Hashem, Vayiru. Hashem, feared Hashem. And the Beis Levi points out with Eloshin of Shem Avaya, and the Beis Levi points out on that pasuk that why they fear Hashem now. They saw the Makas and Mitzrayim. So the Beis Levi says that by Yitzis Makas and Mitzrayim were really a, a, a predominantly a judgment of the Egyptians. As and and from there, Klal got out. They were they were redeemed from Mitzrayim by Kriyas Yamsuf. The impetus, the main impetus, was to save Klal The biggest nace was when the sea split and Klal walked through. The destruction of the Mitzrayim afterwards was secondary to the saving of the Jews. So there, at that point, Kali Yisrael saw that the Shema, they saw that everything really comes from Rachamim. They saw that even, even the judgment comes from Rachamim. They saw that the judgment of the Mitzrayim came from Rachamim. So that's the Yiru, Vayiru, Vayiru Ha'am Es Hashem, Lashen Shema Vayim. 
right? And that's that's basically what he says. And that works out very nicely with Morales saying that this is the Pasuk of the, they saw the Yad of Hashem, because the Yad of Hashem means that it's, everything is connected, not like an etzba, which is an individual strength, like the Klech, the Morales says, but everything's all con- interconnected. And it's like we're saying that the name of Elikim references judgment, which is sort of disconnected and segmented to focus on for a specific time, as opposed to the bring, bringing things into being and the chesed, that's the sum total, that's the creation, that's from the beginning to the end, everything is all interconnected. That's so, again, we ask the question why I say etzbalikim, because it's the finger of, 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 finger of, of Hashem, her finger has, he has a certain amount of kach. And really, judgment itself is really also limited, because it's for, for a limited amount of time, for a limited duration. As opposed to when we talk about shemavaya, chesed, that's the yad Hashem, the hand of Hashem, because everything is interconnected from the beginning to the end, everything is connected with the purpose. Now, so why is that by kinim? Why do we see the by kinim? And why, again, lest we have to get back to our original question, why was Yaakov scared of the kinim? So the Gemara says in Shabbos, now I'm not saying it's not halacha lemaisa, you're not allowed to kill lice on Shabbos, halacha lemaisa at this point in time, it's, 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 uh, that's a big discussion. However, the Gemara says if someone kills a kina, he's not, he's, it's, well, you're allowed to kill a kina on Shabbos. Why? Because it's not paravirava. It doesn't, it doesn't um, procreate through the normal means of procreation, like, like it just comes into its existence. Which means that the Gemara looks at a kina as something which has an, a, a, an existence onto itself. It's not part of a of a of a chain of events from of paro rav from from <coughs> an ancestry with a destiny. It has its own existence until it doesn't exist anymore. Because it's not part. Of, that's where it's not part of a rava. It's only us to kill something that's part of a rava that that procreates. That's the gemara. I'm not. In, I would not do not kill a lot of jobs. But the point though is that that's what a kina represents. Something which is an existence unto itself, which is not connected to a broader existence and creation of the world. So, so therefore, that's what we see this. Over here, they said, it's very appropriate to be here by the kingdom, that they would have this, they would have this, um, they would have this insight, because that's what kingdom are. That's what kingdom represent. And now we can understand why Yaakov didn't want to be buried in Mitzrayim, and because the kingdom, we're going to go, we asked, why, what, are you, what are you so concerned about the kingdom? What difference does it make? You, the maggots, the worms don't bother you, but the kina bothers you. The answer is we know Yaakov Avinu, we spoke out already, that Yaakov, the Gemara says, that just Yaakov Avinu is a hekish, is a connection, Yaakov to his, to his generations, to his descendants. If his descendants are alive, Yaakov Avinu is also still alive. Because the Gemara says, Yaakov Avinu leimes, Yaakov Avinu didn't die. But it means that he, he, we're, he's alive through us. Because we're alive, he's still alive. It means Yaakov Avinu is, Yaakov Avinu even in death, is in a sense still alive through the fact that there's a there's a there's a there's a history, there's a connection, and there's a destiny from beginning to end, and everything is still connected. Yaakov is still connected to his children, and therefore he himself is alive. The whole the whole existence is all connect, interconnected together. Yaakov you know, said, "I cannot be buried in the ground, and I should might be moved by Kinnim because I want nothing to do with Kinnim. Kinnim represent." A disconnected existence, an existence that's not part of a chain, not part of a whole conversation, of, not part of the, a plan and a, and a destiny and everything. They live on their own. That's not for me. That's that kingdom existence is not connected to Havaya. Like, like just like we said, the Shem Havaya represents the, the the point of the creation of the world, how the world was created, why it was created, and and, and, and the din is just. Um, a part of conducting the world to get to that chesed. Yaakov also, his existence was one that never ends. He exists through us. That's the same creation of Hashem that Hashem created. That's Yaakov existence is, is, is throughout. It's still connected. He's still alive because we're alive. 
mitzvah. So there's a plan, there's a chajman, everything is connected. But a, the life of a kina is not connected. It's not paro of Rav, the Gemara says. He, does, he doesn't want to be moved by kina. That's not what's going to move him. What moves him is an existence that's interconnected to everything. And that's tremendous. That's a tremendous chizek because sometimes a person goes through life and they, they see an etzbalikim. They see, they see Hashem. They see a judgment upon them. But you always have to remember that that etzbalikim saying it's just an etzbalikim and it's a disconnected just a clap, a maka, that's the way the Mitzrayim looked at things. But that's not the way you, we, the descendants of Yaakov Avinu, look at things. We look at everything as being part of that chesed of Hashem, about the Havaya, and we want nothing to do. We don't want to think about anything as being disconnected from, 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 the, from the chesed of Hashem. So if we understand that even a, a drop of din is really, is, really a, is really somehow part of the plan of chesed, so it makes it, we'll, we'll, we'll be connected to Yaakov Avinu and, and, and will only be connected to life and have nothing to do with, with death.